Long days and pleasant nights to you guys. This week's episode is Isaiah Mueller. Isaiah and I work at the Jekyll and Hyde Club in Manhattan. Coffee's going off. It's chaos here. Um, and that's where I met him. He runs an excellent comedy show. Well, he helps run an excellent comedy show with Mike Mandelman, Mike Handelman, who has been on the show before. They do a stand-up show. I'm actually, I'm recording this Tuesday when I'm about to head over there. It happens every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. And now they've added an open mic starting at 6. Three bucks. Do it up. Go do your jokes. It's a really positive room, man. I can't, like, I've recently started doing proper comedy clubs, you know? And it's, sometimes it's rough. It's really rough and because people aren't willing to talk about mental illness and religion and all that. And it, I've had, a, yeah, I had a day uh, because I played at a club. And so it's really great having these guys have such a positive vibe and an openness to comedy and people willing to talk about whatever. But he's on. We don't really talk too much about mental illness because it's not really a, a pervasive thing in his life. But we have a really good conversation about philosophy and and how to approach life in general and what it's like, what it was like for him growing up, which I think is also worth listening to. This week's episode is entirely crowdfunded by that i mean supported on patreon you can go to patreon.com look up wayward wordsmiths contribute there if you're so inclined we're just ten dollars away from being fully funded from fans which is fun to say we have two-thirds of the cost of putting up these podcasts covered which is a godsend so thank to thank you to those who donate there if you are in the New York area, I'm doing some stand-up comedy every Thursday night at the Broadway Comedy Club at 11 p.m. all through September. Check that out if you want. I don't know how much tickets are. I'm sorry. I'm bad at self-promotion. Enough babble from me. Let's listen to some babble from Isaiah. Okay. I love you. tell me To be that is the question. Uh-huh. I think therefore I am a legend. It's 24 7, 365. Parents advise discretion with thoughts like mine. Uh-huh. Empires fall. You should know that these walls only up for protection. For protection. World on guard got them all on the edge. Falls at eight feet, barely balance the tension. Raising the heat, I could leave any second. Fall to the street and be home by 11. Do an interview with KP on the session and laugh when he asks. But anyway, we're back. And it's fine. We're back. Yeah. Um, Love that movie. Okay. Roll back the clock to the Donna 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 Donna. Donna. and sing this <laughs> song with me. 
John Goodman is a national treasure. He really is, man. Yeah. He's beautiful. But anyway, you were saying your mom picked you out of like a... So that's your name comes from that sort of like a medieval type no, of... Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the book series was... Um, the book series was about a veterinarian in the north of England. Oh, so, like, okay. it's a very Englishy sound, like, very English tale, but it's not, like, epic fantasy. It's more like right. sticking in your hand at a cow's ass. Like, <laughs> an Amish mechanic. Um, but uh, where where did you grow up, man? Uh, Long Island. Long um, Island. Long Island, New York. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Long Island, and then I went to high school in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah? What, why the shift over there? Um... My pe- my mom was always like into like country living and like she loved to like ride right. horses and she wanted to have like a farm and my stepdad was pretty much the same uh, ilk and um, yeah it's just Long Island got expensive for them and I grew up with a bunch of brothers so yeah, yeah after a while she was just like you know what fuck this let's <laughs> let's go to the countryside. Uh, how many brothers do you have? I have well, I have five brothers and then I have two stepbrothers. Okay. Um, and, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was always like a super, super packed house. Yeah, yeah. Did you like have enough an appropriate amount of bedrooms or? Uh, yeah, I had a bunk bed with my stepbrother. Well, me, my stepbrother, and my youngest brother, we all like had the same room, so we all like shared a room. And uh, yeah, I remember I had a bunk bed, and mm-hmm. then my youngest brother had a regular bed, but. Um, yeah, we came from like hand-me-downs and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah, we were like wild people. <laughs> and then you said you moved out like kind of to the country. Did you guys like grow up on a farm? Did they yeah. put you to work or what? Um, <laughs> well, kind of. Actually, that's the yeah. point of having like a shitload of kids is yeah. to make them work on the farm. Well, you know, at that point, a lot yeah. of my brothers were grown, mm-hmm. and so they kind of uh, they went off on their own thing and they stayed in New York. And it was me and my stepbrother, my youngest brother. So we headed off to. Uh, yeah, to Pennsylvania, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of land that we had, and it was just a huge culture shock, and um, yeah, we we renovated a house over there, and so I remember like uh, we got we got put to work in that way, mm-hmm. undertaking that project, <laughs> and I was just like, oh god, <laughs> this is not why I'm here. It. Yeah. Uh, um, and so you went to high school out there. Yeah. Did you have a hard time like reassimilating back into high school once you moved? Yeah, I remember I hate like I grew to love it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I remember I really hated it because it was just so country. I was like so it was so country. I was so mm-hmm. used to like uh, like New York and and their sensibilities. Um, but uh, yeah, it was you know it, it, the kids I grew up with were really cool. Yeah. But um, or went to high school with rather. Uh, but you still had that like uh, that air of like racist tension like yeah 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 not from my classmates so much because <laughs> they were chill like they were on yeah. like my class would they were hippies like we would yeah. take mushrooms and go off into the forest and and you know you can't be too pissed about yeah. skin color when you're hallucinating yeah, like, yeah. It's everyone's purple man yeah. <laughs> yeah well you see you definitely like see the oneness in it all but um yeah. no um it was it was always like the Kids that would were not even kids, but they're like in their twenties. Yeah. That would always show up to the party, and they're always like too old to be there, and they're mm. from like grades behind, <laughs> and they lived in trailers, yeah. and they were like, I remember going to some of their places, and they were like, it was really intense. It yeah. was a very intense because I was uh, out in high school, and I was like oh. one of the only black kids there. I mean, it was like me and like maybe two other people. Yeah, and it was, it was, that was it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, man, the first time I smoked like out of a bong and got super high, it was under, it was with a, a pseudo white supremacist <laughs> guy underneath <laughs> his Confederate flag. Oh, well, that's super cool. <laughs> and at the end of it, we were just like kind of like jovial, like uh, it got lighter. Yeah, you know, as like we, I was, I just started talking to her because like I showed up there. I remember the day I showed up there yeah. with a couple of friends, and we're just like hanging out, like you know, on a weekend, and we're like, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to Joe's house or whatever. He never met Joe before. He's, he's kind of fucked up in the head, and I was <laughs> like, let me meet him. <laughs> and by the end of it, we we're smoking pot. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, you know, some people still have those deep rooted senses, sensibilities. Yeah, I. I also feel like, but there is this, there is a few nice things about drugs and like both legal and illegal. And yeah. like, it just kind of does cut through the bullshit of like, yeah. if you're like, if you're high or like really drunk. The right ones. Yeah, the right ones. Yeah, yeah. With the right brain. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I've noticed more and more. Like, cause, um, and I've, like, I, I did a fair amount of pot. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just not for me. It makes yeah. me paranoid and think I could think I can speak French. And that's like, <laughs> kind of like normal for me anyway. Maybe you can't. Maybe there's like things you, you can, yeah. you can really grasp French easier when you're super high <laughs> you should get really high and just try, try. to speak French <laughs> just, just like get Rosetta Stone <laughs> just go to just no full immersion just go to Paris get with yeah. a lot of doobies just like what I'm an American maybe I don't know it's like you know you're not speaking French you're just speaking in the French accent right oh that's nothing <laughs> You literally said nothing. Yes, it's nothing at all. But yeah, but like you do kind of get to a place where like you're really like so relaxed. You're like, I don't give a shit. Well, you know what it is? It's like, yeah, like when you're smoking like that, it's like like the stoner community. Part of the charm of it is that, you know, I don't know what happens when you smoke pot. I'm such a I'm I'm like really into like all that crazy spiritual shit but there's I really believe there's something when you smoke like when you start getting into like that culture and this sounds so weird but like when you start getting into that culture you really do become like this hip like you like you start reading stuff that you never would have read before (laughs) like when before I started smoking pot I was not into like spiritual or like Mm -hmm. hippie shit at all like I was like very I was kind of judgmental like I was in high school still I started smoking I was like 16 but like I was in I was kind of like judgmental about things I remember once I started like smoking i was like who is this uh terence mckenna guy mm-hmm. and who is like all of these philosophers and uh like ramdas i'm like maybe i should try meditating i got into meditation it's like oh what's actual projection like what is it like that started like yeah. on this whole path yeah that's awesome though. yeah yeah and that's like i guess like whatever you need to exp- like whatever you need to trigger to expand your mind is fine and like that's why yeah. i'm actually like really for the the legalization of marijuana because like for me it's no good for me it's bad sure. I get really paranoid and anxious right. and I think I'm dying which oh yeah I go you go through all that too at first yeah it's not it's like it's very uncomfortable like I remember um yeah when you first start getting paranoid I remember it's like because really what it is what's interesting mm. is like you're going through all of like your like subconscious stuff that like you're like mm. if you're afraid of like if you're nervous about something that like like oh god like you're in turmoil or something like that marijuana is like the last thing like it's well or maybe the first thing but it's gonna slap all that stuff like in front of you and it's like mm-hmm. oh fuck man we're all gonna <laughs> die man uh, how fucking the universe is expanding everywhere it's in life is fucking pointless and what's gonna happen you know it's, it definitely brings all that shit to the surface yeah that's I just, why meditation helps yeah for sure i just remember we'll get back to that but i just remember lying there being stoned out of my mind and just like going 
if I don't control my heartbeat, I will die. Yeah, you really think you're gonna die? And I'm just like, oh my god, who's in charge here? Not me. What's who's that voice? <laughs> but I remember, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. But this, it's the reason I quit smoking. Was like I was mm. coming home from Harlem all the way to Brooklyn, and I was really, really high. And I was like, well, how do you know? Because the way our brain works is, it's just you know synapses firing and it's chemical impulses right. how does that translate to language which translates to thought because that's how that works and I'm just sitting there trying to figure it out yeah. and I'm really stoned and I'm on the subway and I'm like fucking and it's like doing a Rubik's Cube in a house that's on fire with a yeah. drowning baby in the toilet <laughs> but like I'm just so tense and then I'm like jeez I just I must be almost home and it's been one stop yeah. and I was like I <laughs> cannot <laughs> do this anymore <laughs> Yep, for sure. So like, oh, for wow. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, that's an interesting way of putting it. Cause like, on one hand, like, yeah, like when you experiment with your consciousness, like in these mm. specific ways, like you'll definitely have these ideas. I like, this is a great idea that I need to explore. But then also, I have all my crazy other like bullshit in the back of my mind, and like all these thoughts are like pen, like you know, it's like I just want to have like this nice bubble where I can think about my ideas and not have all these crazy <laughs> other thoughts trying to penetrate it like, you know, fucking mm. uh, missiles or something. <laughs> Just by trying to ruin your bliss. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's most of life, too. Yeah. It's just like, I'm trying to focus. Can we not? Yeah, can we just not, like... <laughs> and specifically, as someone, like, who, who deals with, like, a fair amount of mental illness, and, like, I get a lot of, like, intrusive thoughts. Like, I have... I think... I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this in my stand-up. Like, I have a lot of a fair amount of like suicidal ideation but nothing yeah. like it doesn't hasn't progressed to me at like attempting to kill my life ever but like there are like just moments where I will go well, you should kill yourself and I yeah. have gotten to the point where I'm just like can we not like I'm annoyed yeah. by it yeah. I'm not like oh, what's wrong with me I'm like right. fuck off like I'm trying to we're at work yeah. honey can we not that's start so this that's so cool yeah that's such power too yeah for like, sure that's like why uh I really fell in love with like meditation and like these sort of practices because mm -hmm. like yeah it's not like those thoughts go away but mm -hmm. you, they don't control you it's like you're in the fucking avatar state and you're yeah. just like like no like like you get those dark voices I was just like you're not worthy <laughs> oh you should kill yourself you're just like can you just <laughs> I'm trying to eat a bagel yeah like just stop like yeah. there's a, um there's this really cool quote um Ramdas says that like I really got into like uh, mm -hmm. he's this uh, spiritual teacher um, and he talks about that and he's like uh, yeah like when those thoughts come in like you want to have like the most compassion for them as possible you want to mm -hmm. like invite them and it's like oh like oh I'm wanting to kill myself oh hey how's it going wanting to kill myself <laughs> can I get a can you get you a Mountain Dew yeah what exactly that's what you? he says he's like can we get you some tea like yep. sit down yeah. like kill yourself like okay. how are you why are you here yeah, what's yeah, going on exactly. with you yeah, yeah exactly for it's, sure it's defanging the the demons you know mm -hmm. that come to you and it's just you know not shooing them away it's, it's saying hey like you're a part of this and no. You don't need to control things here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, but someone compared a mind to like a river. You can't dam it up. Yeah, yeah, you just exactly. got to let it go. And like once it was really interesting because like um, for during acting, I was constantly trying to like slow my brain down because yeah. I was learning like Meissner technique. And that's yeah. all about like being engaged and present. And so they're like, you're thinking too much. Just get out of your head. And I'm like, I'm not thinking too much about the scene I just have things going on in my brain all the right. time and so once I realized oh just like let those happen and just yeah. recheck in and then all of a sudden the acting got better that's what's really cool about acting man mm -hmm. that I, just, I love it's like it's a cool way to just like yeah you're right in the present moment mm -hmm. and that's how you know you have like a great scene 
mm-hmm. where like uh yeah it feels like no time has passed at all mm-hmm. and you were just totally there my, um, my favorites are when you don't really remember what you did yeah, because you just yeah, remember what exactly. you was going on yeah. right um when did you start acting um i was always like i was one of those weird kids where like when i was 3 I was always I was always into it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was I, I like um I would get I was in my diaper. I would like climb up on the uh, on the couch and do Jack the Pumpkin King for my family and recite the monologue that he gives on the uh, on the curvy mm-hmm, mountain mm-hmm. thing. And so like I was always like a theatrical like like my family was just like oh look at this guy. Well, my brother. But no, I was always like this theatrical kid that was yeah. always into like movies and shit. And so I started like taking classes when I was like. 11 or 12 yeah. or something like that. Cool. And I remember I started with doing like the middle school play. Cool. Yeah. And what play was that? Annie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Annie was the first one. I was a hobo. And I remember Excellent. I was... Excellent. Yeah. I did that Herbert Hoover song, like that mm-hmm. whole... Uh, we like to thank you, boo. <laughs> and I was like getting so into it. I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, I remember I was like, okay, so like for my character, I'm going to be mad at the world and this and just like, fuck the system. And I remember I was like rubbing my hands furiously. I'm like, like to thank you, Herbert Hoover. I was like getting into it. It's like, Isaiah, this isn't British. This is British. <laughs> but I remember I was just so into it. That's awesome. Yeah. That at like at 11 or whatever, you're already like really kind of trying to method like, act and like, <laughs> Really, yeah, just it was like, kind of like, it was like pathetic method acting scene. This little scrawny like kid like trying to do like this hardcore deep accent, and of course it sounded more like thank you, like it's terrible. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's kind of where it started. And so, you, did you continue taking classes? Or what, what's your training background, or um, are you just like fuck it, I'll do it? Yeah, I mean, I want to get back uh, into taking classes because mm-hmm. um, I feel that's always super helpful, and I did. Um, like the first level of UCB, and I wanna, oh, I wanna cool. definitely, yeah, uh, continue um, with that. But lately, it's just been like um, trying to just like find as many like uh, jobs, and I kind of like learning like on the job. Yeah. Like it's a definitely, it's a very cool atmosphere to be like, okay, like we're actually shooting movie, and it's like, oh, I can like kind of relax a little bit because I'm getting some money, and like it's mm-hmm. like I can just focus on this. Uh, yeah, it's but, a job. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a job. To do yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like, I, I've always thought, like, the best way to, like, you could ever teach acting would be to have classes and then uh, have, like, three classes a day and then rehearsal at the end. So you yeah. just apply everything oh, yeah. you're learning. Because I did um, I did this play Rabbit Hole in a community college, and I was taking this class with this really great professor, Jerry Casper, and I he was also directing the play. So, like, every day I was just, like, applying everything I'd learned. And because right. of that, like, I just got better and better. And I was like, oh, this is the si- – why aren't we doing this system yeah. in, in, in drama schools? This makes the most sense. Right. But, so you're just more of a – not, like – you're just mostly just all instinct then kind of yeah, yeah. i've been learning to like uh, f- try to focus on that a mm-hmm. little more i think but um no like like you said like it's always great to get those reps in and um i definitely like to um mm-hmm. it's just uh yeah it's just like that invigorous like thing it's like oh like oh we got the job like oh, okay i can learn this and that on that thing and uh, yeah, take everything that you learned and kind of apply it. Well, that's also kind of like producing your own stuff, which mm-hmm. I'm also, um, we talked about too before, trying to, you know, do our own things and, and get web series off the ground and stuff like that. And that's a way I want to kind of like 
apply everything I learned and kind of like the idea of the rehearsal after mm -hmm. the uh, production. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, when you said you took the first level of UCB, was that improv or writing? Or? Uh, improv, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and how'd you find that? Like, I, I've, I don't know anything about that scene. Um, For UCB, I mean. Right. Uh, UCB, uh, how did I... I was looking up... Um, uh, fucking... Um, God, why am I blanking out his name? I love him. Donald Glover. Oh, hell yeah. I was looking up Donald Glover stuff, and I was like, oh, what's this UCB thing he did? And I just <laughs> watched his scene with uh, Derek Comedy Guys, and I was mm. like, this is fucking hilarious. And, this uh, is what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of just uh, fell down the rabbit hole of, like, I didn't realize Tina Fey and Amy Poehler had anything to do with it. I was like, oh, these guys started it? And I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it started just YouTubing uh, mm -hmm. Donald Glover and, f and discovering it that way. Cool. Oh. Yeah. And then did you just, like, apply and were lucky? Because, like, the waiting yeah. list on that is so big. Yeah. It was uh, it was actually a long time coming until I actually did the class. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I found out about it, and I was like, yeah, this is super interesting. I did a lot of research about it, and I, like, uh, I watched, like, all of their shows and stuff mm -hmm. like that, like, online and, and um, the stuff that they worked on. Um, and then, yeah, uh, you just applied one time, and I just lucked out, and I was like... I saw it pop up on my phone, and I was like, oh, I gotta buy this, like, now. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, I just cool. yeah, looked at my phone at the right moment. <laughs> Sometimes staring into your phone is beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you said that you were, you were out during high school. Yeah. And so, when did you realize that you were, I assume, gay? Yeah. Is um, what you meant by that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a gay man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say because you know you can also out yourself as like various other. Sure, things yeah, of days. course, yeah, yeah, totally, a hundred percent. I'm also a serial arsonist, mm. um, so that's another one. <laughs> Flame out. on, yeah, <laughs> more than one way, more than oh, more than so many other ways. Mm. Um, <laughs> back to your question. Um, yeah, uh, I came out in high school. Um, yes, I'm sorry. What was it again? I'm just like, what was that process like? It what was, was that like for you. Well, you know. Like, a lot of things that, like, I find, like, that happen in my life that are, like, disastrous. Okay. Always <laughs> tend to be, like, the best things for me. And I'm... Okay. I have to learn to, like, just let go of, like, this, like... I have this with everything. Like, I have this, like... Oh, I have to, like... I'm gonna do this. I, like... I, I have, like, that, like... I don't know, like... I, I, I guess that's why I love Daenerys Targaryen so much. Mm. I like I just love that like I have to do this and I have to make it work and it's gonna be my way or like it's not gonna do like and I'm gonna make this happen. And uh, I never wanted to really come out in high school. Mm. I had a crush on this guy, um, mm -hmm. and so one day I just like went for it and he was like not cool with it. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> and oh, he was I'm like, "Sorry to hear that." No, well, yeah, I was sad, and it was one of those high school things. Like, oh yeah. my god. But uh, no, he was not cool with it. And he was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And he told people at the lunch table. <gasps> I remember sitting at the lunch table. So, with so in a weird way, you got accidentally outed. Yeah, I was outed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I kind of always like. I was always like j uh, like a joking type of person, so I always like joke about it. So yeah. it was like always like in the air, like or is he just doing a bit? Um, mm -hmm. And I remember being there. <laughs> I was I had the same thing about killing myself. So you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, two opposite sides of the same coin. One one hardcore, the other like oh okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yours is by the way not mine. Um, <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want to belittle suicide. <laughs> I think uh, we all inferred that, but yeah, thank you for yeah, clarifying. I just want to clarify. Um, yeah. But um, anyhow, uh, yeah, I remember I was at the the lunch table, man, mm. and like 
we were there with like all the other like guys on the soccer team. And like I had crushes yeah. on all of them. But um, <laughs> soccer guys are pretty cute though. They're fucking cute. They're all like vaguely European looking yeah. because they have to be interested in soccer. Yeah, they're like the jocks and, and stuff. And so like but they're still like thin and wiry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. Not really that I've noticed. <laughs> Exactly. That's how it starts. <laughs> um, but no, he was like, uh, he was at the table and he was like, well, 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 guess what Isaiah had to say to me today. And so he said it and I was like, oh, fuck, man. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? And that moment I totally, I like, I was like, I'm just going to own it. And that was what made it positive, like positive. Cause like, yeah. Once you decide to like own it, and it was just like I kind of felt like I needed that, maybe needed that little push. And again, it's not like other people get out of like it's not a cool situation. Mm. But I was always kind of like throwing it out there anyway. Yeah. And so like it happened, I was like, you know what? Let me just take this opportunity to say yes, I would gladly um, make out with all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Uh, okay. So you just like yeah. we're like yeah, well fuck you. I'm gonna. That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. And then from then on, it was like. It was positive. It was kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like every like again like I went to school like hippies. Even the jocks were fucking like not jock jock. Like they weren't mean. Like they mm-hmm. weren't like mean kids. I mean some of them were like you know they had their hangups, but they weren't like bu- I never got bullied. Mm. Um, and you know they always kind of like you because like you're funny and like that's how you get in with like the cool kids. Oh for sure. Um, quote unquote cool kids. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, yeah. 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 From then on, it was pretty. It was pretty chill. It was cool. And, and then, then they're trying to like get me with guys. I was like, yeah? slow down. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, see, that's how you know that like you got like at least a couple good friends. Like, yeah. oh, you're the oh, then like I this I know. Yeah, like, yeah. But um, at a certain point, also, does that become like tiresome of like the kind of the assumption that because two people are are gay, they're gonna be into each other automatically? Right. Yeah. And you know, that's like the sort of thing like growing up like gay and, and and going through like all the like navigating that water and a mm-hmm. lot of time you have to navigate the water by yourself um you do run into like yeah like they'll like be like oh you're gay he's gay like let's do let's like make a thing like let's <laughs> let's make this happen and it's like oh you know we're not exactly like we don't i don't even like him like <laughs> he's a fucking asshole why am i i don't want to talk to him he's a fucking asshole and i don't want to fuck his so yeah come on. exactly yeah and i, I had no uh attraction yeah but um yeah, you know, you run into that sort of thing, yeah. and you kind of just let it roll off your back, and, like, you call it out, and it's like, hey, asshole, just because, <laughs> you know, like, you right just on. call it out when it happens. Mm-hmm. How did your family react, or were they like, oh, we knew? <laughs> you know, I was more, I thought they would have known a little more than they did. Fair enough. Like, um, growing up with, like, a bunch of brothers, they sort of caught on a little earlier than, like, my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I told my mom, she's like, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, like she was fine with it. She was yeah. really like, like she had gay friends that like you know she brought over the house. All that, and, like, uh, she was like, yeah, that you know, okay, that makes sense. Um, but uh, I remember my brothers, like, and again, like it was just like a, it was kind of like a trial by fire. Like, did you grow up with brothers? I uh, know, not at all. I have no. two older sisters. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> yes. You're awesome. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> but um. <laughs> They can really throw you through the gauntlet. Oh, and I, I had imagine. all older brothers, and Oof. so I remember, like, uh, except for my one younger brother, mm-hmm. um, I remember, like, like them, like their friends that they brought over, who, like, you know, uh, were really like their family now, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. their best friends at the time. But they're like, they were like hammer you like about girls, like, they like pictures, like, it's, like, what do you think about this? Da, da, da. It's like, they're, like they like caught on to, it, and they're just like, no, you like this shouldn't be like 
a thing. And mm. then as I got older and sort of like went out and kind of like, a, you know, um, sowed your wild oats a little bit and then came back to, <laughs> you know, living mm. with your brothers again. At least I did. It was mm. it was much cooler and yeah. much more. Yeah. But uh, when I was younger, when I was like a little kid, like they're like very like. Oh, but oh, this guy. Oh, I don't yeah. know about this one. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the brothers are always cool with you. They always got your back. But uh, yeah, yeah, there it was kind of like, oh guys, I have a, a grape short of a fruit pie. <laughs> but it is this thing of like, and I was kind of talking. I was talking to someone about this. Like when you love someone, you're allowed to make fun of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh. You're allowed to just take the ever loving piss out of them. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think like when you know you get comedians that are doing like bits on like the world at large and cultures and stuff like I think you're okay to make fun of them if you know that culture and love it as well as like you know what I mean yeah that's my POV but I'm also yeah. like I'm not in charge of what comes across blah 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 this is like yeah. a side tangent that I just thought no because I agree because that does connect like yeah I I agree I think we, we just need to get to the point where the whole world is family yeah. brother and then right we can on. make fun of everybody equally exactly. <laughs> we don't have to worry about these hierarchies like i'm i kind of just like i'm the one like man like i agree with a lot of the stuff that like people who are want to be socially conscious that's a great that's a beautiful mm. thing i yeah. and it, it's one of the things that gives me a lot of hope for the world that mm -hmm. people want to be more compassionate they want to like not step on anybody's toes but that you know that can become detrimental sometimes and you don't want to like shit on another culture that you know nothing about but you also want to like like hey this is this culture through my filter mm -hmm. and you know uh, throw it out there let's see the where the chips fall where they may have people get mad at you then you know yeah and like I feel like a, I think a lot of it has to do with intent versus impact. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like exactly. I don't. I never. Where it's coming from. Yeah. I never intend to be racist. Exactly. But if someone goes, right. "That is," I would go, "Oh, I'm sorry." Right. I, yeah. I didn't you mean acknowledge it, that way. it, and then like you know, I didn't mean to be like yeah, you know. Oops. <laughs> and is that even? I don't even think that's racist. I just think that would be like an example of like an ignorant moment where like, yeah. oh, I didn't know. And know? then you grow and you yeah. learn. Because racist gets thrown around way too much. Oh yeah, like Jesus really quickly. Jesus. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine. We're to the point where I'm like, do you know what the meaning of racism is? <laughs> like, there's no, like, st the stuff that's, like, really offensive to, like, black mm. people, I think. Like, and I don't want to speak for all black people. Um, because you can't? Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. Just from my perspective of, like, yeah. you know, going to, like, a high school where I was, like, me and, like, three other black kids. Yeah. Like, when a white person... Uh, Sorry, sounds bad. Um, <laughs> when I like, like when you're, you're around, in like, a safe space. Yeah, right? okay, safe space. Everybody oh. listening here, I'm just uh, just going off. But um, like yeah, like when like a white person's like, Peggy, like you shouldn't say that to Isaiah. That's racist. I'm like, can I be the the yeah? The can barometer? I? Yeah, like can I? Like don't don't like this don't isn't speak a, for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like that. Like yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to fight my battles here. I <laughs> I have a mouth. Um, you know, and if something's uncomfortable for me, let me acknowledge it. Don't be like Isaiah. Let me let me take. <laughs> it's the worst part of like well-intended <laughs> white people that like oh yeah like it, it like it comes from such a good place it comes from a great place yeah it's very sweet it's very sweet you but know? like oh that must be exhausting it's just like yeah it's just like in that, that moment you just bring it up and you just say you know like thank you but next time I got it but um yeah it comes from a very sweet place mm -hmm. you know I remember I was talking to um, my friend Alex Spieth and like she makes a lot of jokes about killing herself in her web series yeah. and she's not like she's like existentially anxious and depressed but she's I don't think she's clinical right. and she like kind of got uncomfortable I'm like no what you, your jokes about killing yourself are very funny yeah you don't need to be upset about yeah. this like as someone who thinks about this you're good <laughs> like yeah. and it's just like it's really interesting but I also like 
I was talking with my friend Eric, and like there's this whole idea of cultural appropriation, but the other the benefit of that in a weird way is making cultures mainstream so they're more accepted. But yeah. but if you like claim cultural appropriation all the time, it seems to be like you're otherizing yourself by yeah. doing so. But also like I understand like it's basically what the crux of the matter to me seems to be is respect. Like do you respect this other person's culture? Right, yeah. That sort of thing. That's yeah, that's the that's the ticket, right? That's mm. the name of the game. That's that, the ticket. That's the ticket, man. Cuz that <laughs> whole like, cultural appropriation was actually one of the the biggest ones I think is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Where it's like <laughs> like why can't white people wear dreads? Black black people don't own dreads. Actually the Vikings had dreads. Like then you get yeah. into like this weird like game of like, "Oh, he had it first. We can't have it. You can't do that." It's like if somebody admires the culture, and again, like what you said, there's a difference between, you know, disgracing it. Like if some mm-hmm. random person put on a bunch of Native American garb and like, da- like you know, smacked his mouth uh, yeah. with his hand and, you know, ran around like a, you know, idiot. That's like, okay, that's your, that's, that, that's rude. stupid. Yeah, that's rude and stupid. But if you're like, hey man, I like to wear kind of Native American garb because I really like the culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think like go swing for the fences, man. Like that's fine. Like. Well, I never got why people got upset about that. Like, my family grew up in South Dakota, so we grew yeah. up, like, w- with a lot this of... This is a melting pot country. Like, don't forget, like, people shouldn't forget that. Like, yeah. There we... can be crossover. Yeah, we grew up, like, helping out at the reservations, and, like, oh, my wow. mom, right on. like, would make fry bread and stuff like that. Wow, and so we were, like, great. in it, and then, like, we still do stuff like that, and it's... Weird because there's this whole like weird thing of like white people taking away like and it is like it makes sense because white people were like as a white person we were yeah. shitty for a very long time oh yeah oh like, there's no very, yeah, like, there's no, no denying that, that. like yeah. so no I get why bucks. people are still salty about of course, it yeah but like we're also like just trying to fix this stupid thing that we did exactly, over and over yeah. you got to heal at some point yeah you know yeah like yes like there was terrible things that happened like and again I I do have some um, Native American. Uh, in me, um, mm-hmm. and I did kind of like grow like, up, like like a boyfriend. And <laughs> I wish. Bazinga! Nice one. Thank <laughs> you, man. Nice. But anyway, no, I, w- I wish. Native American, <laughs> Native American men are beautiful. Oh, um, God, they're beautiful. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do have some of that in my family, and I remember mm-hmm. my grandmother was very. She would always go to like the uh, the festivals and bring yeah. us with them, and I I, uh, I really love that uh, that culture. Yeah. Um, there's something really beautiful about like most indigenous cultures I've found, yeah, like because yeah. it's so like weird, like, like tribal and family oriented. Yeah, like the Maori people have a really beautiful culture, yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's they have a wonderful spirituality about them that, that they have this idea, and it's really fascinating. Like you go around the world, and all of these indigenous cultures that work with plant medicines, mm-hmm. they all come back with the same uh, data. They all yeah. come back. The world is connected. The world is actually conscious and we need to be mindful about our uh, interconnectivity with it. Yeah. And that kind of got erased when, you know, a lot of the settlers came in and it mm-hmm. became that very materialistic, you know, like nothing is, there is there is no, uh, you know, spirit of the forest, chop yeah. it down, man, burn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a lot of that got, you know, um, went away. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. that's part of what really got me into is they're really beautiful uh Oh, for sure, yeah. I think. I also think it's really telling that, like, pardon me, a lot of people who, like, 
Okay, so um, C.S. Lewis, you know, the guy that wrote The Chronicles yeah. of Narnia, he has this book called Mere Christianity. In the first two or three chapters, he's just asserting that there is a law that we all know inherently. Yeah. And it does come from that kind of same idea of, like, if you look at any culture's they all come back with the same idea of like yeah. there is right, there is wrong, right, we should yeah. love each other. Yeah. People are it's shitty inherently, but we should try and get over that. Right. And like that's the basis, yeah. you know, it's the do unto others as you, you know, it's that right. whole thing. Yeah. So I think it's really telling, and I, I, I agree with you. Um, so I don't know how to phrase this question. Oh, huh. actually, I'm going to jump to a thing before. I've noticed consistently. Um, when you're talking about like cultural appropriation and like quote unquote racism and that sort of thing, I have found that now this sounds a little generalizing. Most like people of color are like, just mm. not nah, that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't yeah. matter. This doesn't matter. Please just stop shooting us. Yes. Like is yeah. really what it comes down yes. to. It's like yeah. yeah, you can rap. That's fine. Yeah. Just don't exactly be shitty. I feel like because like like you said before, like you know. There's some baggage when it comes to like a lot of cultures and like you know white culture like like in the past like you know like yes like white people did terrible things like other cultures did terrible things and like I feel like some people get hung up on that sort of the minutia of it where mm -hmm. they're like oh I shouldn't go to a Black Lives Matter protest because I'm not from that I'm like bullshit go like it, what matters at the end of the day is like what you feel in your heart and when you see these videos of people like getting shot it doesn't matter black white whatever it's a human being mm -hmm. uh, being terrible to another human being yeah. um, so yeah, I, I, more of that ilk. I'm like, just like you know, take it down a peg, because like, that's how you that's how you connect. That's how you mm -hmm. create things. Is when you stop being so like, oh, I shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Like, ooh, we got to be so careful. Around. So it's like, just breathe. Like, just like be fine. Like, just breathe, man. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Doesn't mean you know be a racist, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe take down the flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe put it in a museum. Maybe, How about a museum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good nobody, compromise. Yeah, That's a good why compromise. Talk about that? Put it in a museum. Yeah. I, I'm Indiana Jones. Elka. Exactly. Put it in a museum. <laughs> put it, but you know, where at the other Nazi uh, Nazi stuff is in a museum. Like we need to learn from the past. The thing. <laughs> The thing I got upset about, like, I did that whole set about, like, how upset I got about um, Charlottesville. Yeah. And I was upset because I forgot my favorite joke, which was, like, I don't need Trump to do an official statement. I just need him to tweet a gif of Indiana Jones saying, Nazis, I hate these guys. Like, yeah. that's all yeah. I need. It's like, why does Like, it do doesn't that? even need to be him. Like, it just, just needs, like, acknowledgement of, like, yeah, Nazis are bad. Like, you, how hard is it <laughs> to say, no, Nazis are bad? That's, yeah. It's very strange that he really kind of refused to do yeah, that. He's like, you know, you know, it's you like, know. It's like, yeah, we do know. anything to not dance around, maybe it's <laughs> Nazis. If there's anything not to bury the lead about, it's whether or not bad, the Nazis are bad people. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> like, why are you burying this lead? She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a weird one. Um, the thing I was going to, the question I was going to yeah. ask is like, and I don't know Please. how to say this is, I'm like, um, how is being... Um, do you think it's how do you think it's different being both black and gay? Like, because you got two like weird minor not weird minorities, you got two like <laughs> yeah. subclasses there. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly I dealt with it mostly like in Pennsylvania, and even then, yeah. not that much. Like, yeah? it was uh, you know, you'd have your crazy rednecks that you know were actually drinking like something equivalent of moonshine, <laughs> and we're doing like drug like meth, like it yeah, was, like some of it got oh, really I love bad. Oh, I've seen shit that's not there, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember I was talking to this one kid once. Uh, uh, his name was Aaron. I won't say his last name, but um, he, uh, you know, he was kind of uh, not someone that you wanted to like, you know, fuck around with. Uh-huh. Like he was like very racist. He was an alcoholic, and he was very manic depressive, and he mm-hmm. owned guns and. You know, um, all good combinations. Yeah, yeah. And I remember running into him at a party, and he was, and we were just talking about like gay and being gay and being black and gay. And I was just like, I mean, at the end of the day, what, like, you know, like, what's so different? Like, we were kind of having like this talk, and he was just like, I just don't like you guys around. And I was like, all right, well, you know, if you can't. And I was just like, I uh, drank my beer and walked past him and went back to the party. Yeah. Um, but honestly, yeah. Because at a certain point, you can't. Like, yeah, at some point, you're not going to change people with your brilliant words, you mm-hmm. know, and your your morality. They have to, yeah, they have to find it themselves, you yeah. know, if they are going to find it. Or Dale Carnegie s- yeah. says that um, you can only convince someone of something if they want to be. Right, yeah. yeah. But um, dealing with like yeah, being a black uh, gay man and you know mixed mixed uh, race. Um, so my mom was Puerto Rican, my dad was black. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, being mixed race and um, and gay, it's just like you're in New York City, man. And since this is the, this yeah. is it, baby, like you know, you're coast to coast, uh, L.A., New York, uh, some mm-hmm. great cities like in between. Like you're you're good. Um, you're not gonna really. Uh, run into too many issues. Um, so yeah, that was always pretty laxed. Yeah. Um, I never really had to uh, um, deal with that here so much. It was always like back uh, in the backwoods in some racist <laughs> trailer park, which I say it now since crazy. I did that. Yeah. Well, I was in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that gives me some hope. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh good, people are actually pretty cool. I believe that, yeah, people are, like we see a lot of the negative getting like, you know, you know, it bleeds, it leads, and, and uh, which is just adds to my conspiracy theory that the media is run by satanic reptilians from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. That's why, like, Trump's skin suit yeah. looks a little odd. It's falling off a little bit, isn't it? That's why you can't wear a suit that fits, because he has so much yeah. stuff, because he's an amorphous blob that keeps shifting. Yeah. And that's why it is. It's like, just buy a suit that fits. What's a tailor? We don't know, yeah. because, oh, my my body is changing. All of them, man. All of them. Like, they, oh. like they love, for some reason, the media just loves mm. to throw up a lot of negativity. And I don't know if it's like a chicken and egg thing. People gravitate towards that because it's the main thing getting thrown in their face, or they want that, so they push for, I don't know. I think it's specifically nowadays, uh, kids these days, no. I think nowadays a lot of people are like, just like we got really into being offended. Like we oh, yeah, love yeah, it yeah. and we love being shocked and we yeah. love being appalled. Yeah. And I think it's because it's like a little bit of an endorphin buzz when you get a little new information that's oh, scary, sure. you yeah. know? And so people sure. get addicted to that. It's getting addi- it's like getting addicted to the darkness because like that's some people that, some things uh, I feel like people don't like to admit all the time is it kind of feels good. Oh yeah. It feels good to be depressed. Like and that yeah. feels good to be like depressed, but like but it, it feels, feels good to like kind of surrender to that darkness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, it's so like like yes, I'm so like God, isn't he terrible? It's also terrible. Oh God, isn't it terrible? <laughs> like you can kind of fall into that little spiral, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like uh, yeah, it, it takes uh, you know, it just takes some focus on it. Like you said, like seeing like hearing those thoughts come to you and just having like the the willpower and the focus and you know the. Uh, agency to be like, I'm not gonna deal with yeah. that. Yeah, and it is exhausting fighting against. It that can, of course, all the yeah, time. And I think course. that's why people yeah. like when yeah. 
it's not like it's I'm overwhelming not sometimes. Yeah, I'm not gonna say like depressed people are lazy, but it is like there is this weird sort of catharsis of just like giving in to going. Yeah. God. Yeah. But um, what was your um? May I ask what the story was with your dad? Like what? Yeah. What happened there? My biological father. I've had a lot of men in my life. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. More ways than one. Do you think that uh, you 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 begin coming a homosexual had to do with your father's with absence in yeah, yeah. your childhood? Yeah. No, it totally stems from it. <laughs> no, I don't think that. I mean, like, my biological father was not a good person. He was a right. he was a real scoundrel. Oh. He wasn't a yeah. Uh, he was like. A, <laughs> I like how that you used like scoundrel properly. Yeah, he was, was a scoundrel. Good. Yeah, like he was a he was a scoundrel, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he was emotionally and physically abusive mm-hmm. to my mom, my brothers at the time. It's kind of. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Um, I've seen the first two seasons. Okay, it's it's kind of like being like it's weird like having older brothers and not knowing your biological father because like you hear stories about him. It's oh like, sure. Oh man, he was a bad part. Like my older brother had to chase him out of the house with a bat, and he was holy abusive. shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very abusive, and he was uh, did drugs, and he mm-hmm. was not a good person. And so when you hear it through like the second person mm-hmm. like that, it's like I don't know. It has this weird like Mad King Ares vibe yeah, to it. It's like sure. there's this guy who is my father, who is like a terrible person who I never met, and now he's just gone. I don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he wasn't a good person. So. Um, uh, he was with my mom. She got pregnant. He left. I mm-hmm. was born, um, and then my dad raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, who ra- raised me from a, a baby? And mm-hmm. then um, him and my mom split up. And then my mom went my stepdad. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's the lineage of that. Okay. Um, and yeah. you said he was Puerto Rican. He was black. My mom's Puerto Rican. Oh, your mom's Puerto Rican. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, did you? How how did that influence you growing up? Do you think like did you grow up? speaking Spanish, anything like that? Or oh, no, no. no. I, I'm a terrible Puerto Rican. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly horrible. I, I don't speak Spanish. Um, yeah. It wasn't a Spanish-speaking uh, household um, because, um, uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, we just didn't. It, they weren't from... My mom wasn't mm. from Puerto Rico. Okay. She was, you know, born in New York, and, you know, it's just... Uh, it wasn't really uh, okay. part of my life. That's yeah. fair. But, um, yeah, growing up, like... Uh, you know, when you have that weird, like, and again, like, yeah, I don't focus on him too much because I had a dad, like, who was amazing, yeah. like, and my dad's, like, obviously, like, amazing, but, um... Because you yeah. refer to him as your dad. Yeah, 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 not the guy that, you know, yeah. you know got, uh, my mom pregnant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think when, like, whenever you have that sort of situation, like, again, like, you always love, like, your family, but there's always, like, that, in me, it's kind of, like, a fear, where, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I do have, like, an addictive personality, where, like, Mm -hmm. I can get really addicted to things, and, like, I'm trying to just funnel it into, like, positive, like, Mm -hmm. good things, because I feel like, if I, like, tried, like, Coke or something, I would be off, I would be, yeah, it wouldn't be good. Um, (laughs) That's why I stay away from it, like, I stick with, like, I love psychedelics, but psychedelics Mm -hmm. aren't really addictive. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you could, you know, human mind has the capacity to be addicted to psychedelics because it's just so exhausting. Yeah, it is very exhausting. Like, you don't want to, like, keep doing mushrooms a bunch of times. Like, it's not like, after, like, you come down from LSD, you're not like, let's go again! Ooh, suit me back up, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back to the line yeah. of the ride. Up <laughs> we go. Yeah, the only thing is, like, like uh, I mean, I do like, like smoking a lot of pot. 
But um, I yeah. am afraid, kind of, because like I feel like I do have that addictive personality. I wonder if like the shadow of my biological father and like the recesses of my DNA, like I'm acting mm-hmm. out some sort of things that like he did, like because you do have that sort of thing of like kids being their you know parents' kids, like yeah. you know. Um, so that does kind of worry me. With like I feel like those like tendencies, like oh man, I wonder. Like I knew my dad like struggled with all that shit, and you know. Yeah. Um, do you feel, like, anxious a lot? Like, is that where the, like, wanting to do other things or is it just, like, having a good time? What do you think? Um, it's just I do get anxious when I'm not, like, creating and, like, working mm-hmm. on stuff. Like, I just, all I want to do, I just want to, like, make sure and, like, just, like, perform mm-hmm. and, like, you know, focus on that. The anxiousness comes in where I let, like, the whole ego thing get into me like about like being an actor and being a performer and like doing comedy like and doing it like for work and stuff it's like i want to be like the best like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. like i will fucking do this (laughs) and that and i'm gonna have this by that age and Mm -hmm. that by this age and like i'm gonna fucking make it and i'm gonna do it on my own and yeah Mm -hmm. when that stuff gets in there yeah you kind of um that makes me anxious because I'm, you know, you have, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Oh, for sure. So I think a lot of it is like just self-inflicted, like putting, putting unwarranted pressure mm-hmm. where like you just have to like relax and be like, you know what, this is about like the fact that you just love performing and, and creating. Mm-hmm. And I try to s- sit in that more than like putting like, oh God, I have to like, man, like, I don't know. Like you have that, that thing of like being a performer of any kind, you want to like have people listen to you and you want to like, you know, um, you want to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. You want to be in that spotlight. <laughs> and do you think that comes yeah. from being younger, of like a lot of big family? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, cause like, yeah, I had a lot of brothers, um, mm-hmm. and so I was always like trying to like do some crazy shit to like get everyone's attention and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember I used to like run around making like these like crazy horror movies and I would sit my whole family down and like you know we'd all like make them watch I'm like you gotta watch this and like my brother's like trying to like make out with this girl and I come in the living room I'm like hey man me and my friends make Grindhouse part two man I get my finger blown off you're gonna watch it right there's a demon in the end oh that's so good (laughs) it's like oh yeah, but, yeah. I guess yeah. There was always that kind of striving, you know, for attention. Yeah. Um. You seem to be like really into like weird and occult yeah, shit. When did that start? Like, it's perfect for yeah. the job we both work. Yeah, at. yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, we uh, perform at Judge Gallen High Club, and that's mm-hmm. they got that whole eerie. Uh, vibe to it. it like I think it might be actually haunted I like, think there's some like, juju in there man there's, something, there's a know, weird vibe there is, at the very it's, least it's definitely weird yeah. um, <laughs> if anybody's in New York City definitely uh, come mm-hmm. check that out it's almost but, like um, all of America was built on an ancient Indian burial ground yeah, yeah. yeah there's so much to really mm. use and play with um, but uh, um, whatchamacallit um, the occult yeah yeah when did you start like like uh, that I you're was... into some weird shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's um, I started uh, you know, like again, like I kind of equated to like, and it sounds weird because it's definitely not the only way to get into the that path, but I equated like smoking pot for the first time, and like mm-hmm. it just changes your perception of reality. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and suddenly you're questioning things that you never used to question before. <laughs> And um, that just got me down this rabbit hole. And I remember listening to um, podcasts. Podcasts really did it, like Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. Um, he would have on people like Duncan Trussell and, like, Danielle Bolelli. And I, I love these guys. And they were, like, 
they mentioned it, and I was, like they mentioned like the the Dead Sea Scrolls. I'm like, what are the Dead Sea Scrolls? They mentioned the Tibetan Book of the Dead. What's that? And that like just gets you on this whole um, mm-hmm. path. And um, also, I was one of those younger kids that would get really scared about conspiracies, and I would go down these rabbit holes on YouTube and re and watch all about the Illuminati, and then research uh, all that occult stuff, and mm-hmm. um, look at the back of the dollar bill. And me and my friends were like, <laughs> <laughs> we were taking mushrooms and look at it and be like, oh, and this weird man, like, <laughs> like again, like it was a little to do with like marijuana. The kids I went to school with, because yeah. they were very like, they were very, uh, you know into like that kind of spiritual pseudo spiritual kind of stuff they're weird kids they were sweet um and yeah. the podcasts but um yeah i started reading that and then alistair crowley and chaos magic and yeah yeah, yeah. one of my other my one of my better friends just started getting into chaos um oh magic. interesting and like she's like super like oh this actually really helped but i was like that's really yeah, cool yeah. that this weird like this thing that's really offbeat i was gonna yeah. say weird like it's not weird like conceptually but like right. this thing that not a lot of people are into is yeah. actually like really helping you and that's, that's great that's also part of it like because otherwise it would have been something that you looked into and let it go by there's mm-hmm. something to it yeah like i got this there's um a little something to like because you do like the whole like crystal christian uh, crystal thing yeah and yeah. like that's like my one of my friends she gave me at the end of the show we were in a show together and she gave me a rock uh-huh. and like I don't I feel better with the rock in my pocket uh-huh. but I don't think it has anything to do with the rock I think it's right. just remembering that someone gave a shit enough to give me a rock yeah but like what well, was it a, a crystal or just a regular rock I think it. I don't I think it's a regular rock it's supposed oh, yeah. to be like grounding or oh, whatever okay which you know God knows I need yeah <laughs> a lot of um, but yeah it's uh so I think, like, regardless, and, like, it's this thing I've been saying, like, I don't know if there is a god. All mm-hmm. I know is that when I believe in a god, my life yeah. goes better. Yeah. So I don't care. Exactly. And it, I feel like that's... Exactly. I come from the same ilk. Like, at the end of the day, like, what's really interesting, um, when I got into all this stuff, like, I read, like, the Bhagavad Gita. It's what like, is that? It's an ancient uh, spiritual text that's actually one of the oldest written uh, pieces of literature Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically depicts this, uh, it's a mythology, and it basically depicts this uh, battle, um, these two warring families, and in the middle of the battlefield, you have this character, Arjuna, who is having a conversation with God about why uh, you're supposed to fight, and why, um, you know, when do you fight, and why do we fight, and, you know, and all that stuff. And it's basically like a conversation with uh, with Krishna. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like when I... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I just got off track when I was thinking okay. about that story. What was that? What was the question? Um, you, you were just about to say when you first read that. Oh, yeah. It changed something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it does, like, alter your perception of um, reality because then, like, I don't know, when I, like, concepts of, like, God and higher power and stuff like that, sure, maybe there is, like, a, you know, I, I think so, personally, me, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you get to control, that's what I want to say, you control your own perception of reality, you're, that's what I want to say, yeah, there's a line in it that says, like, like you're the fountainhead, like, everything, like, you're, re- everything is streaming outside of you, and, you know, if you want to, like, create your own mythology about, like, what, you know, uh, motivates you, what gets you going, like, that's completely, you know, up to you. Um, because at the end of the day, you only have your own experience. Um, so, like, and you can definitely share with other people, and, and obviously that's magical. But at the end of the day, it's you can't go inside anybody else's head. Yeah. You can't, like, you're, you're you, you're in here. Um, you know, I'm in here, you're in there. 
mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day. So yeah, you have control about how you want to perceive reality and what lens you want to look at it through. Absolutely. Yeah. My I was talking to my mom, and she was she's pretty devout. She's very devout Christian, but mm-hmm. we like what's been really cool is seeing um, both my parents like lean more to the left as they've gotten older because yeah, they my have parents too. Yeah. three kids that are really liberal and yeah. then also like yeah I, I think it's we've gotten to a point in society where like people are like oh it's not that p- people on the left are bad it's they just want everyone to be happy yeah. but I was talking to um, her because uh, because in this, there's this weird thing in Lutheranism where if you don't fully believe what someone else's believe you shouldn't pray with them because the idea is like like the, the, you're worshiping slightly different gods or whatever, uh-huh. but I was I was talking to her. I'm like, well, everyone's relationship with God is different. Yeah. Exactly. Therefore, no one should ever pray with anyone, and that cuts out the whole point of church. So mm. you should number one just pray with people. It's fine. Number two, if everyone's relationship with God is different, couldn't you therefore say that God manifests in this way or that way or that way like through um, the teachings of like um, Judeo uh, Judaism or or um, Islam or whatever or um, Krishna or whatever and she's like yeah I guess you could or like even humans because like I find like a lot of people who say they're atheistic are actually just humanists they believe in people right yeah and humans are the higher power which right. is scary for me personally yeah. I'm like I can't I can't believe in it's that it's both the problem and the solution <laughs> oh right? yeah but um and she's like I see what you're saying and yes I can agree to this logic I was like I got you <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was really it was really wonderful because like because it, it is like what you're saying everyone's relationship with the higher like whatever higher power you choose to believe in is yeah. so personal yeah and I think that's the beauty of it that uh, yeah I do think that is the beauty of it and um I think they're like I, while I wouldn't say I'm like into the organized religions mm-hmm. of like the world like I, I wouldn't say I'm dogmatic about like any one like philosophy I really think there's really cool things in a lot of different ones mm-hmm. um so I wouldn't subscribe to any but um yeah I feel like coming together with a community is really important too because then like that's like sort of like whether you're doing it through like a concert or like through like a meditation or through like a church or something like that that going to the theater yeah or going to the theater yeah when you have that like really magical experience of Mm -hmm. communion i think that that is the thing we're all looking for like that is that sort of tapping into that sort of like group uh i don't know what it is maybe it's like a group mind or something like that um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think that you can definitely perceive it throughout your own uh, your own filter. For sure, and like there is just a power of like even like people standing up and saying the same things as the everyone else in like at that group effort. Like, because I've gotten really overwhelmed in churches doing like reciting a creed or yeah. um, at a baseball game singing the national anthem, even yeah. though like I'm not super into either of those concepts. But right. just the power of people all being in the same place yeah and that's why i really like stand-up comedy because like of course because yeah. it's the one performing art form that where you're just fucking acknowledging you are here and you're here and you're here yeah. and we're all doing this together and we all want to feel better about ourselves yeah, yeah isn't this nice right and that's why i have a real problem with comics that are like really negative i'm like yo you were doing this for the wrong reasons yeah. i'm sorry well then like then it just it's not fun it just hurts yeah it's just like then you're just left with your depression yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just like that's no fun to, to only have yeah but um, yeah, that's that's really interesting that that you can that you have that with your mom. Uh, my mom's been sort of uh, yeah, in that same ilk of like coming like she never used to, like she used to be like very like p- 
pot smokers are such lazy people. <laughs> and then like she like sent me an article about how you know where the propaganda from marijuana came from. It's like <laughs> the internet yes. can be such a really yeah. You do have that kind of feeling of like <laughs> well, well, well. But I feel like we have a uh, blockbuster rented video situation on our hands. I just yep. have to wait it out a little bit. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's really like, I I hope that like, my hope for the the generation. I assume like you're around the same age. You're like what, twenty four, twenty five? Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like our kind of clump of people seems to be really cool at. Um, trying to progress and keep learning about everything and I yeah. hope we keep that as we get older because yeah. that's the death of like being an older person is you get set in your ways because right. your brain just can't handle it yeah and I hope that we keep being curious and trying to learn and that's been really great about the internet is you can keep just learning and learning and learning and learning and all the information's yeah. out there yeah. some of it's really bad some of it's bad but, like some of it's really interesting yeah. like I looked up like we started doing um Iced coffee in 1830. Really? Yep, that's when we st- wow. So it's been like 100, almost 200 years of iced coffee. That's brilliant. Yep. That's just so a fact. That's really yeah. cool. But also, then you get all the other like negatives of the internet, yeah. obviously. Well, it really, yeah. I, I, I do love the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely a, a beam of light. Because uh, it, it's, you know, it's for the first time in human history, you're interconnected with the whole world. And sometimes that can be shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can really get stuff done, which Absolutely. was what was always scary back in the day where, like, the federal government had so much, like, power. Like, now it's like, and nobody wanted to protest. And now it's like, people are protesting about everything. Oh, yeah, for some sure. Of it, some of it really good. I'm like, yes, like, we should be out there. Some of it, like, can we please drop the bullshit? And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, like the like the racist stuff. Yeah, the other thing is it's just like I cannot. I remember when the one percent thing, the Wall Street protests yeah, were happening here, Wall Street, yeah. and it was just like this I was in is the tents with them. I was sitting yeah. in the tents. Yeah. It's like there's so many other problems we have to deal with. Like, and someone <laughs> was like, I remember I was in school and we were all like tw- nineteen twenty, and yeah. we we're all like, and like someone said, yeah, I think this is our this is our Vietnam, and I'm like, what are the fuck are you talking? No one is dying. I mean, like on a like a global sense, everyone's dying, but like, no, yeah. this is not that. I think, but it, yeah, no, go ahead. But we're getting to a point with the things we are protesting that it is like. This is that. Like, this does matter. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, like, it's good. It's going in a good direction. I was really inspired. I I really love the Occupy Wall Street thing. Um, And I definitely get a lot of, like, the... I understand a lot of, like, the the drawbacks to it Mm. um, and why it didn't have legs that really lasted for a longer time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that was so important to get that conversation out because nobody was talking about the 99% of the 1% mm-hmm. really not in the not in such an in your face sort of way with it that's fair and, yeah yeah and that started a whole conversation and then that gave birth to a Bernie Sanders like mm-hmm. all those people that were at Bernie's rally and all that stuff all those yeah. people that are still around even though you know he didn't win and we went you know a different direction mm-hmm. um, those ideals are still out there and that hasn't left uh, people's hearts i feel like when that was happening and watching occupy wall street for the first time we're using the internet to really stand for something and really put our foot down against all there was a lot of injustices um it wasn't a vietnam but the planet was getting poisoned with you know drilling and there were police shootings that nobody was talking about that were completely in the wrong and that was getting out there and there was incredible wealth imbalance and nobody was talking about that it, before Occupy Wall Street, it almost felt like it was still that little, like, 
ticky-tacky American, like, let's sit down and watch some Fox News, and they always get it right, and fair and balanced. <laughs> and then Occupy Wall Street was kind of like, fuck your Fox News, man. They're, they're satanic reptilian aliens that are trying <laughs> to control your consciousness! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel like that, that little, that spark of revolution really uh, gave birth to a lot. So I, yeah, I, I can feel like, yeah, that was very precious to me. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. But we're at an hour. We're at an hour, man. That was a blast. Yeah, thanks for doing this. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Enjoy the ride.